Welcome back to Daf Hashavuah, this week's Daf, Pesach Sivam, Daf Mem Aleph, where we're going to uh, see the outline of the uh, of the upcoming Daf, as well as discuss a few different uh, practical ramifications that come off of our Daf, including uh, ideas related to uh, in vitro fertilization and what makes a person into a uh, mamzer, what type of relationship equals mamzerus, uh, as well as whether or not a person is practically uh, allowed to fulfill the concept of chalitza with the woman who is currently in uh, the status of being a nida. But the Mishnah on Daf Memal Muhammad Aleph begins describing a situation where a person does chalitza on a woman who fell to him in Yibam and presents the following case where one of, uh, one of this man's brothers marries one of the chalitza's sisters and, uh, and that brother dies childless, unfortunately, which puts us in a situation where he falls to the chalitza's sister in Yibam. Then, the Mishnah presents, again, a seemingly similar case where a man divorces his wife and the man's brother marries his ex-wife's sister and then the man's brother goes ahead and dies. So what would one do in such a situation? So since here he, uh, the, the, the woman is a surah to you on a de'oraisa level in the case of what we refer to, which we'll say in a second, this case of achus girushaso, the Mishnah says that you're totally going to be putter from yibum or chalitza because all of the krovim, all of the relatives are going to be asura de'oraisa to you at this point. This is what the Mishnah describes when, uh, when we speak about the relatives of a grusha, achus, like we said, the achus, achus girusha. So anybody that's related to your ex-wife uh, to whom you are divorced from, they are going to be asr de oraisa. But when it comes to the relatives, the krovim of the chalutza, they are only asr de rabbanon. And therefore... In the case of Achutz Chalusaso, so you go ahead and you do Chalitza. However, in the case of Achutz Grushaso, where there's a real Isser Erva there, De Oraisa, there is a total exemption there of Yibam, a total exemption there of Chalitza, and uh, you are entirely putter from this concept of Yibam and Chalitza. The Mishnah continues, the Mishnah describes if a woman is a Shomeris Yavam, so she's waiting for the Yibam to be performed on her, and one of the other brothers does Kedushin on her sister. So, the, the Mishnah quotes Rabbi Yudah ben Becerra, and Rabbi Yudah ben Becerra says that we tell this guy to wait before he concludes his marriage process, before he does the final step in the marriage, then he's suing. He should wait until his brother goes ahead and performs the Yibam and Chalitza. Once that happens, once the brother goes ahead and does that, he can go, this other brother can go ahead and complete the marriage. We're nervous that maybe the brother's going to die and before that brother dies, he uh, doesn't have the chance to perform Yibam and Chalitza. And um, if that were to happen, so this, uh, this other brother who is now waiting to complete his marriage, uh, if his brother were to die, so he would have to go and sever his current Kedushin because her sister, his current uh, Mikudeshes's sister uh, has fallen to him in Yibam as a result of his uh, brother dying, and he would have to do chalitza with her. So we uh, we explain, says the Mishnah, that if somebody's the Shomeris Yavam, she's waiting for Yibam, and this uh, case happens with her sister and a brother. So we uh, we tell them to wait until either Yibam or chalitza is done. The Gemara picks up, and the Gemara presents another case where uh, we have a group of brothers. We'll refer to them as Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi, and uh, um, Ruvain, the oldest of the brother 
uh, the oldest of the brothers, dies and leaves his wife, we'll call her Rachel, for, for, uh, for Yibam and Chalitza, uh, Yibam or Chalitza. And now Shimon and Levi, Ruvain's brothers, so they fall to Rachel, Ruvain's ex-wife. So Levi decides to go ahead and Levi decides to be Mikadish Leah, Rachel's sister. So he performs the first step of marriage with Ruvain's late wife, Rachel. Leah then goes ahead and dies. And since Leah... Um, since Leah died, can Levi go ahead and can Levi do Yibum on Rachel? So maybe since Leah is dead, there's no Isser over here. Or maybe even though the Isser of Achus Isha is no longer, that Isser is gone. Maybe there's still an Isser of Eshesach over here. Uh, and, and, and because the Gemara describes, because there was a moment where Rachel was awaiting Yibum, the Gemara tells us that this Isser remains a situation of Eshesach, and it's going to be what we refer to as Isser Olamis. It's going to be something that's, uh, that's Usser, that's prohibited for uh, forever. The Gemara then presents a machlokis between Rav and Ravchanina on one side and Shmuel and Ravasi on the other. And the Gemara goes on uh, discussing and refuting both sides, ultimately concluding in the middle of Mem Aleph Amad Aleph that once a woman was forbidden to the Yavam post Nefila, even for a moment, she remains Asura to him uh, to him forever. We then come upon our next Mishnah where the Mishnah describes the uh, the concept that we've uh, mentioned numerous times in the Masechta leading up to this point, the concept of Havchana, where we uh, make sure to wait three months after a marriage until you can go ahead and uh, and marry somebody else. And I know that over the course of the uh, last couple of weeks that the concept of Havchana has definitely uh, has definitely been uh, has definitely been described. But the Mishnah comes along and the Mishnah says that if a woman's uh, husband dies, that she certainly has to wait three months to go ahead and do Chalitza or to do Yibum. And this three-month period is basically to make sure that she isn't pregnant with a viable child from uh, from the previous husband because if she were to be pregnant with a viable child, so that would sever the Zika between her and the Yavam to whom she has fallen at this uh, at this point in time. There's a lot of discussion uh, about these three months or these three months from which day uh, uh, are these three months begun to be counted? Are they three months from uh, in a divorce case? Are they three months from when the get was written, from when the get was given? So this is a, uh, this is a machlokes in, uh, in Meseches Gittin. Are these three months uh, considered to be uh, 90 days, 91 days, 92 days, depending on when the, uh, when the uh, death or when the divorce happened. And uh, we obviously have to take into account that uh, even before those three months began, it's possible that there was some sort of Tashmish. It's possible that, uh, that the husband and wife were together um, on quote unquote day zero, in which case we would have to wait uh, potentially for the, uh, what we refer to in halacha as the zera to be koli. And, uh, and as a result, maybe they would even have to wait until day, uh, day 93, which is a chumrah that, uh, that some have uh, over here. However, uh, Rabbi Kieger looks at this chumrah and Rabbi Kieger describes the fact that really we go, uh, we, we, we employ a concept over here that we go busar the rove. We go after the rove, we follow the rove. That generally, uh, a woman gets pregnant, uh, as the zera is, uh, is entering into her and it doesn't take, uh, to, for most, for the majority of women, it doesn't take three days for the zera to, uh, to, to, to make its way to where it needs to in order to, uh, fertilize the egg. And, uh, and as a result, Rabbi Kiveger says, we don't have to be worried about this particular, uh, about this particular uh, chumrah over here. And we can only, we can, we can wait the minimal amount of days uh, and not be machmir to wait 
uh, not be machmir to wait the, uh, the extra three days over here. The Mishnah continues and describes that any other woman uh, whose husband dies can't get remarried in the first three months. This obviously includes irisin or nisuin, either level of uh, either level of marriage. Uh, and it doesn't matter whether or not she had bia or not with her husband. So they can't get remarried in the first three months post uh, the husband uh, not being around anymore, whether due to death or due to uh, or due to uh, or due to divorce. So Rehuda comes along at the end of the Mishnah and says, if we had just uh, Arison but not Nisuin, then that would be allowed within the three months, and Chalitza could happen then, as they haven't been together yet, and uh, and he isn't going to be. Uh, he isn't going. This uh, this woman is not. Obviously, is not going to be uh, is not going to be pregnant as a result of uh, as a result of this first level of marriage that took place without the uh, the full marriage being consummated much uh, much later in time. There is a uh, there's a sociological description over here that our Mishnah describes about a uh, an interesting thing about a group of uh, a group of husbands and wives that would get together so that their uh, it's described over here that their uh, beer rishona wouldn't be uncomfortable that it wouldn't be uh, uh, awkward I guess uh, and obviously we uh, we generally have uh, have moved from such a uh, from such a uh, a sociological uh, norm in these particular places that our Mishnah describes. But there's a fascinating halacha discussion over here with regards to, uh, with regards to uh, a woman who needs to get pregnant through, uh, through in vitro fertilization, through IVF, through donor sperm. And the, uh, the question that's posed to the Chalkas Yaakov is, is that a problem of mamzerus for a married woman? A married woman, again, um, is going to be impregnated with donor sperm and uh, we're nervous that that could potentially lead to a, a cert, uh, an issue of mamzerus. Or, on the flip side, from a lumdus perspective, is mamzerus only created through a bias iser, through uh, a maisa's nus, or through what like the Maharik refers to as a uh, maisa merida, some sort of rebellious activity. So, with in vitro fertilization, so there's no rebellious activity over here, there's no maisa bia over here, and... Uh, and uh, we're wondering what causes and what creates mamzerus with regards to a woman becoming pregnant. So the Chalkas Yaakov in Evan Ezer Simon Tes Vav brings a proof from our Mishnah that mamzerus really only can happen through a bias iser. And if she gets pregnant another way, the future child, of course, is not going to be a mamzer. So he sees this because in our Mishnah, our Mishnah tells us that according to Rabbi Yossi, that there's no havchana by Erisin. There are other uh, man de Amrim over here that there's no concept of havchana by Erisin, that a woman who is guru, a woman who's a grusha, so she needs to wait three months. But that's only if she wants to be fully married at that point in time. She only wants to do Arison so she can get married right away. So that means that her husband could have died yesterday. They could have had Tashmish yesterday. She could uh, have had the pregnancy process start yesterday. And today, her husband could die if she goes through the Arison process uh, tomorrow. So she may not even knowingly be pregnant yet from her late husband. So in such a case, she's married Ilu. She's done her first step of marriage to her new husband, and she has Zera within her from her late husband that's about to uh that's about to fertilize within her and about to get her pregnant. And that Zera is from husband number one. And uh he describes that that would be something that would seemingly be mutter uh, from a lumdus perspective. And therefore, we can see from this, uh, from this possibility, from this case, that 
that the Isser that the, that the of Mamzerus is really only created through a Bias Isser and uh, in vitro fertilization at this point in time, um, you know, and certainly uh, certainly today where it's uh, where it's become prevalent, where people that have difficulty having children should, uh, you know, can uh, can turn to all sorts of medical advances uh, to uh, to have the uh, unbelievable privilege of having children. So that wouldn't be a problem of mamzerus to have other uh, sperm, perhaps, in your body. And uh, the real problem of mamzerus is only when there is a Misa Bias Isser that's going to take place over here. The Gemara then goes on and the Gemara asks that uh, it makes sense that uh, within the three months that a man and woman shouldn't be able to do Yibum. Because if she were to do Yibum and she was pregnant from the first husband, like we've spoken about uh, just a few moments ago, so that's an Isakari, so why shouldn't she do Chalitza, asks the Gemara. She should be able to do Chalitza. There's no Isurim over here. Then she can go ahead and then she can be Mutaris Lashuk and she can go ahead and marry anybody. So the Gemara seems to be telling us over here a rule that Chalitza can't be done on a pregnant woman. So first we need to verify that she isn't pregnant and once we verify that she isn't pregnant, so then we can uh, then we can go ahead and proceed. And uh, I know that uh, over the course of the past few weeks, again the uh, the discussion of uh, how we verify that a woman isn't pregnant and when we can rely on uh, on pregnancy tests, what level of pregnancy tests, and it seems that uh, definitely from the Gerus perspective, which is a uh, complicated conversation in and of itself, so uh, an over-the-counter pregnancy test generally uh, would not be relied on for such issues, and uh, the Gerus professionals really recommend going to a, a doctor's office and getting a, a, a blood pregnancy test that really uh, is going to be a, uh, a high percentage of accuracy to make sure that, uh, that this woman is actually not pregnant in order to go on with her, uh, with her, uh, with her marital life. The Gemara uh, then uh, begins to uh, the Gemara begins to uh, uh, con- uh, describe over here that uh, that uh, really the reason we don't allow chalitza at this point with this woman is because maybe she'll have a vlad in her. The vlad is going to be a vlad that's uh, that's shel kayama. It's going to be a baby that can survive, that can last, and we're going to have to go ahead and we're going to have to announce that she's muteras likuhuna. We're nervous that somebody might think that. Uh, that uh, that 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 the baby that she had that she was involved in some sort of illegitimate relationship over here. So we're going to have to go ahead and we're going to have to uh, come up with all sorts of excuses and makes all sorts of announcements that really she is going to be Muteras. And we're nervous that people are going to get the wrong message about her and we're going to limit her marital uh, prospects over here from this woman. And really, in actuality, she's just uh, she's just uh, in Almana, who we tried to be cholates, but uh, in order to uh, to, uh, to 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 allow her to still have those possible marriage prospects so we uh we don't allow her to go ahead and get uh have a chalutza done within the first uh within the first three uh within the first three months the gemara then asks about a woman uh who was previously divorced and we wonder if the same din would apply so she's out she's already a surah to marry a kohen anyway so why shouldn't she be able to do chalitza within three months right if the whole um, the whole concern is that we're nervous that she's not going to be able to marry a Kohen. Here, she's a divorcee, so she can't marry a Kohen anyway, uh, May, uh, May So why are, we, uh, why are we nervous over here? So the Gemara concludes over here that she's going to lose the financial support, the Mizonos, that's promised to her for the first three months after she falls to Yibum, if she does Chalitza right away, and therefore to, uh, to, uh, to watch out for her and to take care of this woman. So we, uh, we, uh, we make her wait those three months. The Gemara over here ends off discussing the idea that was brought to the table uh, by Rabbi Yossi, 
uh, when a person uh, came ahead and asked to do chalitza within three months, and Rabbi Yossi said no, based on the concept of kol ha'ola liyibum ola lechalitza. So we know that uh, in general, we try to uh, make an equation between uh, the concepts of yibum and chalitza, that they are a, uh, they're an equal package over here, that if you can't do yibum, you shouldn't be able to do chalitza. And kol ha'ola liyibum ola lechalitza, that these two things only, uh, these two things always go together. And you can only do uh, chalitza if the potential exists to, uh, the potential exists to do yibum. So the Gemara wants to know, what if you did uh, chalitza within the first three months. And unfortunately, uh, you went ahead and went against what the halacha, uh, 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 demands of us. So are you going to be required to do that chalitza again? So this is a machlokis between the machaber and the Ramah and Simon Kuf Samachdalad and Evan Ezer. And the machaber says that it was good enough that Bidyevet, if you had done it, it's okay. And the Ramah tells us, no, that after three months, you would have to go and you would have to do it again. We'll just close with a, uh, uh, halacha discussion with regards to going ahead and doing chalitza with a woman who is currently in a uh, in the status of being a nida. So obviously uh, a man can't go ahead and can't have tashmish with her. A man can't go ahead and do uh, a full-fledged yibum with her and consummate the yivama over here. But uh, the question is, uh, are you allowed to do chalitza with a woman that uh, that's currently uh, in a uh, asura status to you? And I emphasize the word currently, as we'll see momentarily. So the rush at the beginning of the Masechta asks, uh, why, uh, why, why would you, uh, why would it be mutter to go ahead and why would it be mutter to do a, uh, a, um, a chalitza on a woman who is not a shayich. It's not possible to do yibum on her because she has an isernida on her. If you can't do yibum, so then it seems that she has this, uh, she has some sort of isercharis on her. Certainly if she's a nida, she has an isercharis on her. So, Okay, so if I if I if I can't do uh, yibum with her, so I shouldn't be able to go ahead and do chalitza with her. So the rush answer is that in actuality, anida actually is zakuk liyibum or zakuka liyibum, and what the rush describes is that you can't live with this uh, with this nida right now, but you foresee that she's going to go and be tovelas in the mikvah. She's going to go to the mikvah, and when she goes to the mikvah, there's going to be a time where she's going to be muteras to you, as opposed to other isurim that we have, where somebody is an iser olamis, and therefore if you can't do yibum on her, you can't do chalitza on her. So this is not someone who who's an Isser Olamis. An Isser Nida is something that uh, is, a, uh, is a temporary Isser. It's a woman who's temporarily in a state of uh, Isura to you. So she's going to have a time where she is Muteras to you. And the Orcha Shulchan actually describes in, uh, on that Simen and Shulchan Aruch and Simen Kuf Samach Dalit Seif Gimel the following thing. And the 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 Aruch Hashulchan is uh, is wondering in Kuf Samach Dalit if Gimel Vitzarach is wondering whether or not you can do chalitza to a woman who's a who's a uh, who's in uh, a status of being a nida. So the Aruch Hashulchan says Vitzarach Lomar the Dafka Bedavar Shenogel Etzem Din Yibum Sheinu Ruuyu Liyibum. So if she's not Ruuyu Liyibum for an Etzem Hadin for something that's really assering her, something that's a permanent iser, so then you would uh, you wouldn't be able to do Yibam. Continues the Archa Shulchan. Right? So if there's a real Isser Yibam, so you can't do Chalitza. But the Archa Shulchan says, 
But if there's some sort of ancillary iser, it's not part and parcel of the iser of yibum kimonida v'chayutzi baza shapir chuletzes. So uh, uh, a chalitza would be allowed to be done. So uh, practically, alachalamaisa we paskin that a person could go ahead and a person could perform chalitza uh, on a uh, on a woman who is currently in a state of nida based on the rush and based on the aruch hashulchan over here that uh, that basically this is going to be a woman who's going to be muteris to you. She's not iser olamis, and uh, even though you can't do yibum on her, the chalitza can be performed at this point in time if she is in a status of being a nida. And uh, that rounds up the uh, the conversation over here on uh, Daf Mem Aleph in Meseches Yivamus.